Welcome to Ramen Hunter, the podcast where we talk to you hunters about their tales in the wild. My name is Edwin, aka the Ramen Schmo. Today, I have lined up a couple of experts to explore a style known to hardcore ramen heads called Ganko K. First up is the greatest sneakerhead in the ramen hunting world, Abram, aka the Ramen Beast. Yo, what up? Next, uh, we have the man who puts the word guide in Ramen Guide, Cody. Be sure to check out ramenguide.com to get your hands on his English language ramen guides. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. So uh, let's jump into this. First off, you know, before we get into uh, Ganko K, um, you know, I'm always curious to catch up and see how you guys have been. Um, how's uh, how's lockdown? Uh, lockdown, I guess, or the uh, second round of Jishuku. Uh, how's how's it been treating you guys? Let's start with Abram. Um. Yeah. I mean, I count my blessings every day. I mean, not not terrible being stuck in Japan during this pandemic considering um, almost all the ramen shops are open. So, yeah, that's did what you I've have been any, doing. <laughs> did you have any plans to use the um, the rail pass? Um, I think is that the deal is up through the end of February, right? Yeah, the, you're talking about the the uh, the one for Higashi? Yeah, JR yeah. East, yeah. Uh, I think I used it four times, actually. Okay, so you're pretty like, much done for the year? The deal is ridiculous. It's so it ridiculous. So, uh I have just been, yeah, utilizing that as much as I can. Okay. Any plans for the last spurt? I think it expires on the 28th of this month. No, um, actually, I was I was actually supposed to go back to San Francisco next week. So my schedule has been clear. I just found out yesterday that that's been delayed now another week. <laughs> you know, these things happen. So Hey, we'll actually, see. I'm flying in a week. So, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so actually no plans to use the pass, but I just heard, maybe you guys can confirm, that the JR pass that was normally only like tourists could get, now all foreigners can get, which is what's that? That's like the week long one, right? Yeah, it's like the five day long one. Yeah, so I haven't even looked into this yet because this one for East Japan has been so dope, but um, I'm like, Yo, these passes, the Shinkansen is just so nice. It's like, it's so seamless. Oh, man, it's just expensive. It's expensive. So you can get these passes. Oh, man, luxury. Yeah, uh, I'm jealous that I didn't have a chance to take advantage of it this time around. Um, Any shops that you hit up in the past two weeks that really stood out to you? Um, I mean... She that's a no. <laughs> she um, last two weeks all the time, baby. I don't know. So it's like you travel. Sometimes you spend hours traveling and hours waiting in line for like these highly ranked shops with premium ingredients, and they're awesome. But at the same time, sometimes like you get just as much pleasure out of like the local neighborhood, like Chinese restaurant. Like you can see them dumping the MSG in the walk. So yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, today I had a, sh- a shop like that in my hood and it was awesome. So that's what I'm thinking about right now. But yeah, I guess that's kind of the beauty of ramen, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're not going to put any shops on blast today. So we'll uh, <laughs> leave them nameless. Um, Cody, how about you? How have things, how's life been for you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I'm not, taking it as seriously as I did last year where I literally took like a two month break off of eating. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, like in that sense, I guess like I'm keeping up with like the ramen eating as opposed to last year, but you know, still trying to be careful, wear my mask everywhere. I'm like traveling during like times where, you know, outside the morning peak and uh, coming home before like rush hour. So um, okay, trying to squeeze so you- my ramen in uh, whenever I can. So you're actually going to the office for your day uh, job? Like once a week. Okay. Ah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I do have a day job and I think I've been to the office twice in the past year. So <laughs> it's kind of great. Um, at a time, for a time, I, I've, I've shaved recently, but I was looking pretty homeless for a while. Really yeah. shaggy. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's been it's been it's been a while since we've spoken. So maybe let's see in the past month or so, anything that really stood out to you in terms of ramen, uh, great bowls that you had. Um, you know what? I'm pretty much like doing exactly what you're doing with um, the Kanagawa ramen scene. <laughs> like seriously, like I see your post and I'm like, oh yeah, I just did that as well, like a, a week ago. So, like, <laughs> I hit up Mu, I hit up Shin, I hit up. Hoshijirushi, I hit up mm-hmm. Men Yard Fight, which is like all in the one station. I must have gone to that, what was it? Like Higashi something? I must have gone to Kanagawa? that station like three times in like the past like couple weeks. And then, Yeah, for me, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, so like I'm just trying to clear the Kanagawa shops. And then I also started doing the um, secondary Jiro menu. <laughs> So I'm hitting up all the skimmens and the mazijiros of the world. Cody's putting his uh, body on the line for for all you listeners out there. So uh, make sure you appreciate the work he's doing. This uh, those jiro bowls are not uh, for the faint of heart. I'm curious though, like you know, for the ones that are on Higashi Kanagawa, just because you know, uh, I also been recently. Um, Any which one did you like the most? Oh, for sure, move. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was Ooh. like, I was pretty blown away. Like, that's like pretty top tier, like Mizudori, like chicken shoyu ramen. Do um, they still do they still have serve uh, like the oil in the little plastic? Yeah, in the uh, syringes. Squeezer in the syringes. Yes, yeah. yes. Is, that's the only ramen shop that does that, right? As far as I've seen, at first yeah. I thought it was for the eggs. I didn't realize it was for the soup. And for people listening that have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> this bowl is served. With like a little plastic syringe in the bowl. It's in the bowl, right? Or is it on the side? I can't no, remember. No, it's on the side on the counter. Okay, sorry. It's on the counter, yeah. Oh, it's on the counter. Okay. Well, you yeah. sque- and you squeeze the oil into the bowl. So I do have a picture on my latest um, uh, Instagram post. If you want to take a look, it's called Ramen Mu, M-U. Um, so yeah, you can take a look at the the uh, the syringes they have on the table to shoot, you, shoot up your ramen. And the, the kanji means dream, right? Mu, is that correct? Yes. Yume. It's like the yeah. different reading for Yume. Yeah. Like Ramen Dream is the name of the shop. It is. It yeah, is. Nice, nice shop. It is. I think it's just, to be honest, with you, it's kind of dirty, though. I wish the master would clean it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I was a little bit worried in there. You got dirty needles. You got uh, kind of a little bit of a dirty kitchen. So, um, but it was a very good bowl. Very good bowl. Cool, cool. All right. What about you? You're like hitting up. Are you like hitting up all the the spots that um, you just haven't been able to go to before you uh, you jet back to California? That's exactly it. Um, for those who don't know, I'm actually moving back to the states. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm joined by my daughter here. Hold on. Oh, yo, what up? Yeah. So hey. Live on the pod. Say hi. Um, yeah, so I am heading back to the States uh, the 20 or end of the month. So I'm trying to hit up all the shops that I can that, you know, time permits. And I live on the Keihing Tok line, so it's easier for me to hit up shops along that line. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff on like Higashi Kanagawa. I went, I have a couple of posts coming up for Yokohama. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, those are the shops that are most convenient for me to get to that I wanted to go to. Last spurt, you know, it's, it's really hard to, um, Never ends, think about never it never ends, ends. exactly so <laughs> but my time is lim- you know is finite now so i'm like what do i put on my bucket list you know what what do i need to go to before i leave and it's mm. it's kind of tricky <laughs> kind of tricky because uh, it's there's time constraints too not just um wherever i want to go all over the, all over japan so i figured that was your plan when you were doing like back to back bowls in like <laughs> like same vicinity areas. <laughs> well, I typically do that anyways because, like, um, my ability to get out of the of the house is kind of limited. So when I do go out, I got to make it uh, worth my while. Um, so I try to hit up at least two shops whenever I go out. Not I can't always do that, but when I do, you know, that's that's part of the reason why I don't hit up Jidoke Ramen because I can't do two of those. I, I would just die. <laughs> so that's you know, everyone, every hunter has their own you know, circumstances and it kind of shapes how they can what they eat. So, uh. Yeah, that's just kind of story of my life right now. You know, so kind of getting into current events or so. Uh, you know, I'm curious, Cody. I know you're working on the um, and the Tabilog, um, and doing trying to do reviews for all 100 shops. Yeah. Um, how's that coming along? I finished eating at all hundred. I just have to write them now. Ooh, wait! You're trying to do review, write the reviews. Yeah, I'm trying to write the reviews for all 100 in Japanese on the website. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, in English on my website. Okay, okay. I think I'm at like 68 Damn. or something, 69. This is for Tokyo? Yeah, for Tokyo. Yeah. And then I've been eating the Kanagawa ones. I figured I'll try and do the Kanagawa, Chiba, and Saitama as well, but we'll see how that goes. I've cleared most of Kanagawa now. Nice, nice. Uh, I've got four more for East Japan. Are they whereabouts are they? Well, I've got one in Kanagawa, one in Saitama, and then like one in Aichi and one in Gifu. The one in uh, Kanagawa is Atsugiya. Oh, Atsugiya? Yeah. That's a far one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta walk from the station. Yeah, I wanna do it. That's the son of. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you been to that one? Yeah, I've been to yeah. all the Yoshimoya Ieki Norimaki now. Oh, I'm impressed. That's hardcore. I'm impressed. That is hardcore. Yeah. The one uh, I was really impressed with recently that's on the Hyakume 10 for Kanagawa that's kind of off the radar is uh, Shimo Mai Shoten in Motomachi Chukagai. Okay, that's not too far. That one was fire. Oh, okay. show you wonton men with chashu. Two types of chashu. One of the types is like uh, kind of like smoked. I don't know what it's called. Where they like kind of like hang it on the hook, like chuka style, like Chinese. You know, like the Chinese style chashu, where it's like red, like hook hung. Yeah, How do you yeah, say yeah. that? What's that called? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what the technique is called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. There's like a special way to say that, but 
yeah anyway um bomb ass shop shimo my shoten in yokohama in the chinatown all right nice nice and that but that just made uh hyakumeiten for the first time uh this past year so it's like a new it's a new addition to the to the list is that more of a Chinese shop or Chinese restaurant, or is it more? No, it's more in, it's like near shop. a lot of Chinese restaurants, but it's just this, it's just one dude. He trained at another ramen shop nearby. The menu's like really limited. It, there's there's no like Chinese dishes on the menu. Um, it's just like simple shoyu ramen and wonton men, chashu men. He has cur- there's curry rice on the menu also, but yep. cool. cool. Not a lot of information available. I also like to pick out, you know, just random news things, news items, just to see if they're, you know, if they're of interest. Um, but one thing that stood out to me is um, this news article about healthier noodles for today's athlete. Um, shoku tore, like a sh- uh, shoku training, you know, by someone, same and in Yamagata. Have you, did you guys have a chance to look at this? I don't know if it's legit I, or not. I saw that, like, pop up on, like, my Google alert thing on my phone. And I was like... <laughs> They must be targeting me because of how much I'm like researching ramen, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have I did not even click on the link. So how about you guys explain it to me? <laughs> okay, so like, there's this um, uh, a noodle company that in Yamagata that's developed. Uh, I guess it's like, healthier. It's like, a, it's like high protein. It's like a protein shake, but noodle form. Hmm. Which doesn't make any sense to me. I remember I just saw it and I was like, okay. I think the thought process is like, you know, kids are going to eat ramen anyway. So they're going to make a healthy version of that, I guess, is what was driving them. But these are dried noodles, um, you know, kanmen. So uh, I don't know if it comes with any you know, special seasoning packs or anything like that. But uh, weird. This is Sounds a, weird to me. 100 gram, 100 gram pack. Um, and they, they, they have six servings. For one thousand six hundred and twenty yen, uh, but I don't, I don't know where it's available from, except maybe directly from the uh, from their online shop. So this is uh, it's Sakai Semen. Oh yeah, Sakai Semen. That sounds familiar, actually. I don't know yeah, Sakai Semen is a pretty yeah. famous one. Okay, but yeah, it's like they use like egg white powder and egg whites and like what was it like soybean flour soybean like whatever to make the noodles so it's supposed to be like a high protein noodle but again for like us three where we don't make our own ramen i don't we probably would never eat this but fair enough yeah i am definitely not the target market i don't cook anything i mean i barely cook toast i have a friend that invested in a startup that's kind of like healthy instant ramen um i think they're around in the states or i'm not sure but uh i don't know it's an interesting market like there's there's so much potential for ramen right now i think a lot of people are uh trying different things i don't know if this is the right one but uh yeah well there's plenty of room for innovation you never know yeah like uh, 20 years ago, if you'd said, hey, there's going to be like a ramen burger that's going to be like a big hit in a few years, people would be like, get the fuck out of here. But, you know, so yeah, you never know. You never know. Here's what I will say to anyone who 
you know, feels that ramen has hit its limits. I always point to pasta. You know, pasta is not just spaghetti noodles. Pasta is a lot of things and a lot of shapes. Ramen is not even close to anything that at that level. So there's still plenty of room to uh, to grow. Um, so who knows? You'll have ramen lasagna someday or something. Yep. That's what I always say. All righty. Um, let's see. Other things of interest that I saw. I want ramen ice cream. Someone's got to make that. You know what I... Uh, yeah. Asked, is, is there ramen ice cream out there yet? I, I would believe it. it. I believe it. I've seen everything. Um, yeah. It's got... I want to see that. That's got... Someone is going to make that at some point, for sure. Somehow. <laughs> Not ramen um, in ice cream, but... No, yeah, 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 Ramen in ice cream. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I had... You know, I, Abram, you had this too. I think I, I, think I gave you some. Uh, it was the... Ramen flavored crickets, not cricket flavored ramen. Ramen flavored crickets. Uh yes. Which that was uh, actually not scratches. bad. Insects. <laughs> yeah. oh, most of the times I've eaten insects in my life, they've been like surprisingly delicious, <laughs> usually, <laughs> or like just not bad. Like you know, very uh, very often people are kind of like hesitant when they're about to eat insects, but like insects are not bad at all. Definitely. I mean, for anyone who's ever had the um, uh, the cricket ramen, I was blown away. I mean, just forget crickets. It was just on its own. It was, it held its own against any other top shop. I mean, I was glad I had a chance to eat it. It was really good. And I think, um, I think the key word for a lot of foods and just going forward is sustainability. Um, so apparently that's a st- sustainable source of protein and uh, which is easier on the environment than things like beef. So, yep. You know, for sure, you may you might want to get on board early. Uh, yep. So yeah, let's see. But let them. There's other topics, but let's just go and go ahead and jump into Gunko Ramen. So, how should I put this? Um, let's start with Cody. I mean, how would you describe Gunko Ramen to someone who doesn't know anything about the shop? So, Gunko Ramen is like, I think. To put it simply is like the personification of every like bad thing you hear about ramen. Like mm. the ramen chef being stubborn, he'll like all the like the bad reputations that you hear about ramen shops. So like long lines, um, no talking during eating, you finish your bowl and then you leave. Um, when just like wait in line quietly, patiently, it's like all the stereotypical things that you hear about ramen shops personified into this one place where they don't have a shop sign. They don't, they don't advertise. Um, they, I haven't seen them do like a media request in years, decades almost. Um, and yeah, just word spreads through, uh, just the ramen community and very difficult for, I guess like non ramen lovers to break into this shop. He's, he's like the OG of the hidden shop, right? Like now, I I mean, I, this is actually something I kind of wanted to bring up because nowadays it's kind of cool to have like your speakeasy or your like hidden restaurant that like, you got to like know where, what like staircase, 
But from my recollection, like Gunko was like the originator of like the blacked out like tarps in front of it, like almost it almost looks like a construct like an unfinished construction site. And then you have the infamous bone just hanging, you know, but without that bone, like you would never know, have any idea that a business exists there. And this is to me, it is like, I don't, I don't remember a restaurant before this that did that. So I don't know. Is there one? I don't know, but let's, um, let's pause there and let's kind of go through quickly what, uh, just the facts of a uh, backstory of a uh, Ganko Ramen. Yeah. Sorry um, if I, sorry if I got ahead of the <laughs> no, no, story. No. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so, you know, this is a legendary ramen shop that, you know, has, you know, different, um, as Cody mentioned, is the epitome of a lot of different ramen stereotypes. Um, and but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, you know, it just is. But um, it's a very much an OG legend in the ramen community in Tokyo, especially in Tokyo. Um, and the shop itself started in 1983 by a person named uh, Ichijo Yasuyuki-san. Um, and it's gone through several iterations. But um, he originally was, you know, coming out of school, he became a, oh, sorry, disclaimer. Everything I'm about to say is just based on half-assed internet research. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, this is just what I've heard. No, he started off as a massage therapist and um, was a bit of a bodybuilder too. Um, you know, at his peak, he could lift over twice his weight um body weight um so yeah pretty strong guy um you know self-taught in ramen making you know did a lot of uh taberuki and just I, just to from jump what in I quick jump yeah. in quick i have 1982 i know you said 82? okay sorry about that yeah i don't know uh, you might be right i might be wrong no, no, no. but in my early notes, 80s yeah, yeah, yeah early yeah. 80s yeah just in case anyone's um, like he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> which is uh yeah quite often actually yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, apparently he's a self-taught ramen cook. Um, he at one point, he when he was around twenty-nine, he moved to Sapporo and briefly ran a ramen food truck. At the time, you know, he was one of the few guys who did no artificial ingredients, which means no ajinomoto. Um, apparently, got injured after about half a year, and then re- returned to Tokyo, and um, eventually at around thirty-one or so. And when he was thirty-five, again, sorry, yeah, nineteen eighty-two. You are right, Ab- Abram. He opened the original shop in Takada no Baba. Um, it was a you know a donburi place at lunch and served ramen at in the evenings. Um, apparently, the ramen got really popular, but he couldn't handle the crowds, and he decided to stop. Uh, and then later on, he op- reopened as a members-only ramen shop. Um, so I'll pause there. Um, have you guys heard anything different, or is this more or less what you guys this have is, heard? This is. Yeah, you're on point so far, as far as I know. It's so difficult, right? Because he's shut down and reopened so many times that there are people that will come up to me and say, hey, your review is wrong. Like, um, the original shop is in Takanonobaba. And it's like, no, I know. It's just that he changes the shop names and then calls it the original shop at the location that he's currently at. So like, you know, I get it, but yeah, like it's so difficult to figure out the entire kind of like chronological order of his life and his ramen shops. But I think you're dead on as of now. Okay. At this point in history. Cool. Cool. So like the members only style, I think um, 
because he got burned out from his experience of being so popular at, at you know in his original location, his theory was, okay, I'll make my shop as inconspicuous as possible. So the black exterior, which Abram mentioned earlier, windows papered over, there's no open sign per se. And uh, rather than, you know, open sign, he had to make sure that customers knew that he was actually in business. So he hung a, a, a cow bone. Uh, and for those who knew, they knew. So great, you know, for, and for those who didn't know, don't come. Um, so that's kind of how I heard the bone started. Um, I also heard, and, and, and again, he I'm not hang the the bone hangs with like a metal chain too. It's yeah, like, pretty badass. It's gnarly, <laughs> <laughs> very badass, yeah. definitely. And also, I'm, again, this is one I don't know if it's true, but the original shop, I apparently had no shop name, and apparently the regulars referred to it as Ganko um, because it's kind of a the Ganko Oyaji, a stubborn old man, and the name stuck apparently, and officially, then I guess that became the official shop name. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, Cody, did you see anything in your research that uh, yeah, coincided yeah, with that? Watching YouTube videos on it, um, that's essentially what they said. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't have a shop name, and then people, regulars, just kept calling it Gunko Ramen, and then it, the name stuck. And then I guess he added Ichijoryu later on, which is like his last name, and um, and like Dragon. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as I mentioned, you know, he's been a bit of a bodybuilder and a bit of a badass, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, you see all that baked into the the shop. Um, so, yeah. You know, I'm curious about how, the way the shop has kind of grown over the years, because I know it's gone through different a lot of iterations. And I've only been to the, the newest shop, the one. So, Ganko is in Yotia Sanchome. Um uh, and that location started in 2011. But before that, I don't know anything about the shops uh, and any, about any of the other locations. Have you guys had any experiences before the Yotia Sanchame uh, location? Yeah, the first time I went was probably around 15 years ago. And I had heard, this is when I was fresh in Japan, like didn't really know a whole lot about ramen. And I'd heard about this shop that's just like, you know, covered in black tarps and like they hang a bone and it's open, you know, and I, there wasn't, you know, this is like all I heard. I didn't know anything else. And I was like, I got to check this place out. So I, it was actually, it was uh, in Takanonobaba. I don't know if it was like the original, I have no idea. I don't think Ichijo-san, the OG master was there. It was an older guy, but I remember the day clearly because I was the only customer I sit down and I was very intimidated. The guy was scary looking dude. And I order, I can't remember. I think it was the Shio ramen and he makes it, gives it to me. I look down and there's a hair in the middle of the bowl on top of the chasho. And he's looking at me and that's like, I was petrified because I was the only customer in the shop. And it's like, and I'm like this little skinny white dude. And I like didn't know. Like I was like, yo, if I tell this dude, like, yo, there's a hair in my ball, like, <laughs> what's he gonna do to me? Like, is he gonna throw me out? Like, so I just like just pretended it wasn't there. And I just took a sip of the soup from the other side. 
<laughs> and then like once he kind of was like, all right, like he's eating it and like kind of turned around. I took the hair out and put it on the side and just ate the rest of the bowl. But that was my first experience at Gonko. And that was the one and only time I ever went to that shop in Takanoto Baba. Okay. But, but anyway, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I have been to the to some of his apprentice shops like Fukumen Tomo in Jinbocho several times because that, for those who don't know, that that is one of the apprentices of Ichijo-san. So it's like a Ganko family shop. And they used to wear masks all the time. And now they still do it on Halloween. So I have been known to go there every once in a while on Halloween to check out the dudes wearing the, the old school wrestling masks while they cook ramen yeah that was and, the thing the uh, lucha libre uh masks uh yeah when i and, went they you know that they kind of stopped that they still had the masks on display but they you know the guys weren't wearing it so it's they kind of have problem. one on display outside yeah and, yeah and brian ramen adventures has like some legendary stories about them doing gentes with uh sea turtle eggs and like wild gentes I've had some uh, limited bowls there with like weird foams, like meringue foams. And some of them are good and some of them are like uh, questionable. But again, it's in line with like the the Ganko style, just like weird off the wall bowls that are available for members only. Um, what You can get a members card there and it's like it's like a black business card with just like a little like red sticker, like a circle. And that's like the member's card. And then depending on like when you go and how many times you go, I think you can get stickers added to your business card that like signify you can get like additional free toppings or you're allowed to order like multiple limited bowls that are like, there's like t- different tiers of like customers. <laughs> like only the super regulars get to order like certain bowls. I don't even, this is like depths of nerdness that I don't even know like how to penetrate, but <laughs> um, not to ramble on too much further, but <laughs> the, uh, I also went to one of the Ganko shops in Totori prefecture um, because the, as we've been talking about Ichijo-san and Ganko, that he has like what, like 30, 40 apprentices that have opened shops around Japan. So there are Ganko shops all over. And as you guys may know, Totori is famous for beef and Ganko is known for using beef. So that was like one of the shops to hit when I went to Totori and it was like good. And that Ganko also had like such a varied menu and they open, they have a special menu for like the morning time only limited bowls that you like, you have to go between like 7 a.m. and like 9 a.m. to get. And then I think at 10, the menu changes and then like the shop closes at like one and they're done for the day. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, of course, the head shop in Yotsia that you guys have been to. But there's so many and they're changing, like they're opening and closing. Like you guys said, it's like so hard to keep track of what is what and what the connection is. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) So maybe, uh, Cody, maybe we can dig into that part a little bit. So, you know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, Ichijo-san, he would move from place to place for whatever reason. And it seems like he would have a deshi there, and then eventually he would leave the shop 
to his deshi, and yeah. they would kind of take over. Um, That's like and including the Gimocho place that uh, Abram mentioned, uh, Fukumen Tomo. I think it was originally a Ganko before be- he gave it to one of his um, deshi, and it, that deshi just changed the name. Um, but am I is my understanding correct? Yeah, I mean, Abram and I talked to this like pretty hardcore like ramen otaku like a couple months ago and we're talking to him about this and he was like he he thought that it was because maybe he doesn't have kids and so like this is his way of like leaving his seed but then like i watched a youtube video where i realized he has a daughter (laughs) (laughs) there goes that theory yeah but i mean yeah it's like one of those like shops where you'll a, he gets bored quickly, um, and then, like, B, like, he likes to do new things, which is why, like, even now at his um, current location, he does those weekly specials on Mondays where or Sundays where you have to wait in line the week before to reserve your spot for the week after Sunday to, like, get their special, like, bowls where they do, they do like, you know, super crazy ingredients. Um, oh man! This but yeah, is like so next um, level. And then there's like different tiers of like, of like, the I guess like his note. I don't even know if you can even call it a norewake, because like there's the the ones that he actually worked at and then gave off to the dishi as he left to open a new location, and then there are the ones that work there. And then God is blessing and then open their mm. own. So there's actually one like quite close to where I live, um, which was like the first one ever, essentially. It's called Asunaro. And I was going to try and go there today, but I I got busy with work and I just couldn't get the time. But if you go there, there's apparently like a proper, like almost like a legal document that shows all the different lineages of all 18. And I was like, so interested and I really wanted to go. Like, I think I might just go tomorrow, but yeah, like it, it, it explains all the different tiers who worked where uh, and how that the line kind of like the tree grew for all like the different locations. So it's like an interesting kind of uh, story if you really want to dive into it. Um, I would definitely go to Asneto and check out that map. Yeah, so they have the whole genealogy of uh, of the Ganko shops. And, uh, you know, the, the naming of it, I think, is really interesting because it's different um, from use of Japanese in most other shops. So let's say, for example, you go, you know, we go to a old school shop and we say it's the Sandaime or the third generation owner of X shop. Well, you know, usually what that means is the owner founded it and then passed it on to his gra- to his son or or daughter, and then now the grandson or granddaughter is running the shop, which is your typical usage of you know, shodai nidai me sandai me. But in Ganko's case, he names his deshi the number of the deshi, the the, the, the um, order that they came in becomes their order of next generation. So. Employee number one is, I don't know, or employee number two is Nidaime, employee number three is Sandaime, or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. Is my understanding of that usage correct in yeah. Ganko's case? So, like, Hatsu, 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 like, so the Ganso is like him. And then, yeah. like, the 
I guess there's like the Hatsudai, which is like the first one, which is Asnaro. And then it's like Nidaime, Sandaime. And then they also do like, like, there's like the Norenwake, which only like a few people are. And then it's like, from there, it's like the, yeah, exactly. Like the apprentices of the different people that make up the four, five, six, all the way up to, I think they're at 18 now. Right. Right. So uh, it's a lot to keep track of. And um, I think um, it's, the, you know, the only other shops I can think of that would have crazy gene- genealogies would be like Yeke and probably Jiro as well. Um, but yeah, Ganko has a, I, I do want to, I've seen a picture of the, um, of that uh, family tree um, that you're talking about at Asnaro. So I'm curious to, uh, yeah, see it for myself. And, uh, but yeah, it's pretty impressive. And uh Pretty confusing for me. It, um, this one really got my head spinning trying to re- research this, this topic. Um, so I'm glad I had Cody on to b- bounce, make sure I'm uh, on the right track. It's it's just, I'll t- let me jump in and say another reason why it's a super difficult topic to research is because, and nothing against these shops or the, or this style, but it's not like these bowls are amazingly awesome. Like where you're like, oh my god, like. I can't wait to go try that gunko shop in like wherever it, they're kind of weird. You know, it's like, it's, uh, I don't know. And I guess that's kind of maybe the appeal for some people, but these are like really funky off the wall, not your typical bowls of ramen. Like there's not, I don't know. Maybe you guys can uh, articulate it better, but so like the way the way yeah. that I've I've heard of this right is, um, so Gunko they they make their soup on Monday, fresh, start off, and then um, they do essentially yobimodoshi where they add the soup from the previous day into their stock pot and then make more soup. Which is why you have these weird fanatical people who go there like three, four times a week, is because they want to be able to taste the soup throughout the week as it's evolved. As it develops. <laughs> yeah. I thought and that I think because I thought he that, changed the soup every day though at the head shop. And doesn't because I was under the impression that and this is only at the head shop, Ichijo san like tweets what the ingredients are gonna be in the next day's dashi and then it That's changes every day right to me i thought it was yobimodashi because he'll he'll tell people like even though he's uh taking the day off oh don't worry i have the soup on on heat <laughs> so <laughs> it's not gonna go bad so i always thought that it was like a yobimodashi where he keeps like you know changing it up throughout the week I could be wrong, though. I, it could be that he starts a new soup off every day. I mean, again, this is like the I'm, thing, yeah, right? I'm not like, sure, where yeah. It's so hidden that it's just so difficult to figure out what the true story is. What I will say, though, is, um, as Abram mentioned, um, yeah, he doesn't use Twitter, but he does use, um, he blogs. He's a, he's, a, he's a pretty old dude, but um, he uses a, he blogs, and you have to check out every morning to see if he, first off, if he's feeling okay, he'll be like, sometimes literally he had this one um, blog post where he's like, yeah, I'm not feeling too well. I'm actually typing this while I'm on the toilet. I'm not going to be in today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's what, he's like mid seventies now, right? Yeah. He's not young. This so, is a old. legend. 
the reason why we are doing this podcast is because Edwin, you asked me like a month ago or two months ago, look, I have a limited amount of time. What are like some of the shops I have to go to? And it's so hard, but this is one where like this guy isn't going to be doing this for very much longer. And you have a limited amount of time to see this legend who has like 60 or 70 children per se, if you're going to call his debt, his apprentices, his children. But no, it's like, yeah, this is something that you should see before you leave Japan. Like this guy in the flesh making ramen who uh, has so many years under his belt, right? I mean, I think the popularity for Gunko, right, is just like these, is, is literally the menu, which we didn't get into. But there is none, even though there are different types of ramen. Mm-hmm. Cody, why don't you tell us, the people, what's how does the menu work there? Okay. So, again, it changes daily. Um, there are, let's see, there's like so many iterations now. I think there's six iterations now. Wait, no, five. So there's the... 100, which is just the, the stock, no tare involved. And then there's the johin, which is like like the pure soup. So they have a kondaku soup, which is like a mixture soup. And then they have like a pure soup, just like a singular soup. And that's what the johin is. And then the gehin is the kondaku soup, the com- combination of the two, plus the tare seasoning. And then Akuma is like, like specialty, like two and a half spoonfuls of tare. And then there's the murasaki, which means show you. And then I forgot what the shio was. There's like a different word for the shio. And then actually, I think I read somewhere he just called the shio the shio, and the shoyu is called the murasaki. Yeah, the shoyu is murasaki for sure. Yeah, I forgot what he called the shio because I didn't know. I mean. You can get if you want, but I don't think anyone ever orders it. Yeah, like there's no menu anywhere. So <laughs> I, I go to my fair share of shops, but like, you know, you can really, there's usually a menu hanging outside. And you can kind of figure out what you want before you get in. I had no clue. I walked in, you know, as, as you know, Cody mentioned, it's very, it's an intimidating environment. Everyone there knows exactly what they need to do. So you don't want to screw up the wall or the harmony of the shop. But I don't want to be fumbling around and looking at the like looking around for where the menu is. I'm like, you know, there is none. And then like, so I sat down. I was petrified. The dude next to me, he sat down right before me. So he said, "Hyaku." So I said the exact same thing. I'll, I'll have the, I said, "Hyaku." I'll get the hundred. Oh. I had no clue what hundred meant. I was like, okay, I'll just order something and make myself not sound like an idiot while I'm there. So um, it was good though. If you if you I ordered uh, the Giu Gauka. Oh yeah, the jugoka. That's the akuma, I think. It's like the separate. Oh, okay. It's like the secondary term for the akuma. Oh no no no! That's the secondary like term for rohin, because jugoka is like a upscale environment. So they nickname <laughs> jugoka as johin, like the the yeah. pristine soup. The jugoka special. Yeah, I think that was the one I got. The if, so special. Yeah. that's like, yeah. If so, like, like going to uh, going like uh, New York and ordering the ordering the Manhattan. You have no, honestly though, like all these all these code names. You have no 
fucking clue what's coming, right? Like, like I had no idea. No idea. Like no idea. Like it's so random. Like, nowadays he's like, you know, old and he's not as like stubborn anymore. So if you tell him um it's your first time, he gives you two little like platters um in like this like show you like if you're at like a sushi restaurant, like something that you put your shoyu in, and he'll pour you two different soups, and then you'll taste it, and then he says, "Which one do you like?" And depending on your answer, he'll just give you one or the other. So if if you've never been awesome. before, um, just tell him it's your first time. Just say "hajimete uh, des," and then he'll give you two soups, and then he'll let you try it so that um, you could pick which one. But um, yeah, like the hardcore Gunko fans go there like um, two, three times a day. Like they'll eat the hundred to like figure out how the taste of the initial stock is doing that day. And then because he doesn't allow you to eat more than one in one sitting, they go back to the end of the line, wait in line again, and then try one of the other uh, iterations oh, of the soup. Um. But yeah, that's how Japanese people are crazy, man. Like, like on an on a normal day, you're probably waiting at least an hour, if not more, for the first go round. Yeah, and only and so the shops only open from like nine a.m. to one p.m. I think it's nine to whenever they run out. Yeah, exactly. Whenever they run out. So, um, you know, I'm not a morning person, so that's why part of the reason why I never really went. <laughs> so you know, I usually kind of grab my ramens around one, so which is the worst time to go. Um, is there, yeah, is there an equivalent to this anywhere else, like in the food world, like people waiting in line at a restaurant to like eat something and then like getting in line to eat it again, like later in the same day? Does this happen anywhere else? The Corona. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, it's gotto. It's gotto, right? It it's so weird. It's so weird too. Like when I first went, it was kind of like when I was first getting into ramen, and you know, this is before I met anyone in like the ramen kind of like i guess like similar to you guys like you know people who eat ramen as often as i did and so i'm there and all these people know each other by name they're like oh oh let's go to some of this oh <laughs> it's like oh kyomo, kyomo, it's like asking each other like telling each other like oh hey hello nice to see you again uh is which bowl are you on now and I was just kind of blown away, like, wait, like, does he mean at this shop? Or, like, what are they talking <laughs> about? And then so I get there, and um, and I and I get my bowl. This is my first time I eat. And then this guy, there's, like, kind of, like, this big, I want to say he's, like, 185 centimeters, but, like, a solid, like, 120 kilos. This massive guy is sitting next to me. And... Um, we get seated at the same time, and then he's like, he orders his thing. And then he's like, as the guy, as the um, Ichijo-san gives him his bowl, he's like, Dosuru, mata narabuno. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Are you going to wait in line again? It's like, Sanhaime ikeru? Like, can you get the third one? And then he goes, yeah, that's why I got this one, no topping. <laughs> because <laughs> i thought it was so weird that he ordered his bowl without any toppings and it was because it was his second oh, bowl and he was man. planning on eating the third one but i mean this is this is like this is it right this is like the ultimate 
I love this ramen shop. Having like a fanatical, almost cult-like following where there's like this select few who go here so often that they know each other by name. They acknowledge each other online. Like, yeah, it's, and like it, a, it's, a like back in the day, it's a It's a private club, but you know. It is. And then yeah. he had, and unlike, you know, like other ramen shops, he has like a little smoking section. And um, Oh, he does. I, That's right. He does. Yeah. After I ate my bowl, um, this was back when, yeah, so like I, would, I, ha- I wouldn't have a cigarette. And then the chef came out and the guy that was eating next to me came out. And then they were just, you know, smoking a cigarette and talking. And he just left the ramen shop while people are in line. <laughs> he left the ramen shop to have a cigarette with one of the, the, the regular customers just leaving the shop unattended. Like, there are people still in line. It's not like he was done with service for the day. Like, and, and no one batted an eye. Like, it was seriously one of those things like, oh, yeah, respect. He needs a cigarette break. So let's just wait for him to get back from his cigarette break. It's not like those guys in line have anything else to do. They're just going to get back in line again after they're done eating, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> I will say this. You know, he, you know, I've heard that he's a bit of a – he could have been a bit of a scary guy. He, he's an intimidating guy. But he is nice. I will say that. He is nice. Um, but I was just intimidated in the shop. I um, heard that was part of the charm and why it's so another reason why it's so popular now is because he used to be such an asshole and he kind of like, once he got a little bit older and he has like this massive, like legion of, you know, apprentices with shops and he shut down for what he took, like he, he took some years off and I think, now in his old age, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be like cool and nice to everyone and like chat it up with the customers and like make the newcomers feel welcome. And I think after having the reputation as just like, you know, like a gremlin for so long and then flipping it around, I think everyone that was already a fan, like just wants to like eat it again and again while they have the chance now. So I think that's why it's kind of turned into this like big, I don't know, at least in the ramen world, people like kind of get it. I don't know. You know, I personally like the bowl a lot. It, it did blow me away. It was so different from anything else I've mm-hmm. had. It hits so much harder than everything, anything else I've had. It's so in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what really spoke to me because, you know, he really has a point of view. This is what I believe. And this is the bowl that that's my everything. And I felt it. I felt it. Um, it's not for everyone. Um, it, it's really on the heavy, not heavy, but like kind of salty, bold, salty. Yeah. That's yeah. To be blunt, it's salty. <laughs> I enjoyed um, it. You can tell he knows what he's doing. Like, Oh yeah. It's not gourmet, but like, it's one of those bowls that you enjoy it. Like you're like, Oh yeah. Like nothing in here is like the best I've ever had, but it's like, <laughs> It's it, authentic. Like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. authentic. It's, there's nothing fake about it. Him trying to, trying to appeal to me. He's putting everything that he thinks is good into it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I respect it a lot. Actually, I will say out of all of the Ganko bowls I've ever had, out of all the Ganko shops, the one served by Ichijo-san himself is the best one I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. 
I feel like I've learned my yeah. sorry, we got into this, like we're already almost like an hour in, but I feel like maybe we should describe what the ramen is. Yeah, I want to say that. <laughs> not, I think Cody, you're probably the best at in terms of um, you know, I know you can actually make a bowl of ramen, you know, as opposed to myself who just eats it. So can you you, you described a little bit of earlier about the bowl, but um can you maybe walk through any any other any parts that people should know about? So it's a it's a beef bone broth ramen and he's got to be one of the first people to ever use the gyukotsu he was one of like at least in tokyo yeah definitely i mean i would say he's got to be like the first one and he cut he used to cut his like femurs um for the the beef bone and then i think like what made it special was he had these like special techniques like he would add the momiji um chicken feet for I guess like a little bit of a like viscosity, give it a little like um, body to the soup. Uh, he added pork bones uh, for a little bit more flavor. He used to um, fry, not fry, but like grill the niboshi before putting it in, so that he gets the extra kind of like bitterness out of the fish before steeping it, and then he was famous because he used to put like apples and jam and like um, different types of alcohol into his soup. And that's kind of how you get that flavor. That's why, even though like you had the hundred, right. But which doesn't actually have any tare in it. It still tastes salty as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. The broth is like, it could stand on its own. And I think that's what makes it so special. Like, and that's how it makes it so unique where, so many people are so into the, you know, making a clean, very impactful broth and then a very uplifting and flavorful tare and then having the kind of like mellowing um, chiyu aroma oil. And for him, it's like he could he could make a soup that combines all three of those aspects in one stock pot and then serve it and it's still going to be delicious. And I think that's kind of like the genius of it where it attracted so many people. It's just like him being able to balance everything so well is, I guess, just really well-respected in the ramen community. But that's essentially what it is. And then he has like traditional kind of like yellow, um, kind of like Chinese-style noodles. He has uh, like a I like the noodles. But then he also has like this like like thinly sliced pork, like almost like a shogayaki, which is like a Japanese like ginger pork meat that tops it. And then depending on what which uh, ramen bowl you get, there's other toppings. Like if you get the johin, you also get like imitation crab meat, which is like really weird. And, um, you know, a little bit like green onions. But yeah, like the bowl is a pretty simple meal, except like he has his own twist on it, where if you look at it, it looks quite disheveled. It looks like something that a home chef would make with like whatever they have in the fridge as topping. But, you know, the genius of him is being able to balance and make all those flavors work to just make a really complete, I guess, ramen bowl that people just are addicted to. It was fascinating for me. I mean, this is not something, you, you know, you can just recreate at home. Or even most ramen shops wouldn't even bother doing this level of a, I don't know, just 
combinations of ingredients. Um, you know, you're talking about like kind of the uh, shogayaki type of uh, pork. It's what well, it reminded me of like um, if you ever go to like um, a gyudon place, um, and they have the, they have the um, the meat just soaking in the tare, and then they just scoop it out over a bowl of rice. It's kind of like that, but with much much better quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just fascinating. Just no one else has done that. Uh, as far as I know, um, it just it's very off the wall ideas that work uh, and have never been duplicated outside of this style. Um, so yeah, it was something I highly enjoyed. And thanks to Abram for pushing me to go. Um, it was on my bucket list, but I'm glad I went and ch- checked it off. Well, I mean, played, to, like sir. reference point, right? Like Fukuman Tomo is the last shop that he worked at, and it's like you know, like. I went back to back. So I, I literally, I hopped in a train right after I ate at Gunko to go straight to Fukumintomo. And the flavors are similar because it's it's a beef bone base, but it's like completely different bowls. It's it's very good. And you could see where the, um, the inspiration, not inspiration, but like where the DNA comes from. But man, the bowls at Gunko are like on another level. It's... It's something that you have to experience firsthand. Yeah, I've been to yeah. Fukumantomo. It was good. It didn't hit the same way as um, the OG shop. It, well, not even close. Um, so yeah, I, and this is a mistake I always make. But like, um, I tend to forget to judge the shops. You can't really judge a shop until you go to the Honten, until you have it by the person who actually made it. Um, until then, you can't really say one way or the other how good a shop, how good a certain brand is. Um, until you had the master's um, original version, um, blew me away. Blew me away. So yeah, I mean, in terms of, uh, so you, we talked about the ordering system. We talked about a little bit about the Nodanwake. We talked about loyal customers. Um, you know, once I'm curious about the Gente bowls. Um, have you guys been on on the Sundays? I think Sundays are the Gente days. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, Abram, have you been on a Sunday? Not. Not to Ganko, I've had some of the Gente bowls at Fukumentomo. Okay. okay. Um, but that's about it. Okay. How about you, Cody? I got there at eight and they were sold out. <laughs> so here's a story that I heard. And this is, um, um, I was talking to um, Keizo the other day and uh, he was uh, telling me the story, his experience at Ganko. Um, so, you know, you, you know, being a ramen chef, you know, sometimes if you go out at a famous shop, you'll definitely, sometimes you'll, uh, do a aisatsu and just kind of say hello thank you very much uh, for putting out such a great bowl i'm a big fan and i just want to say um you're someone that i highly respect and um so he, you know he paid his respects to um ichijo-san and ichijo-san said hey come uh, come on sunday you need to come you're not going to regret it so he comes on a sunday um, early in the morning um he had a spot reserved and um ichijo-san comes out and has a bowl of of the, that day's gente and and in front of everybody in line, he'll eat it and say, yeah, this is my best bowl ever. You guys are lucky to come today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Keizo left happy. He 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 loved it. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, Ichiyo-san will put out on his blog what, you know, in the morning, what he's putting out that day or maybe the night before. Um, so he'll say, look, I got my hands on this great uh, ebi or shrimp. Uh, mm. Come out and check out my bowl this day. Or I got my hands on some... Uh, uh, fresh crab or, or whatever or and, like um, some fresh strawberries like really some, yeah sometimes it would be like weird ingredients like fruits and stuff 
Okay, that I haven't had from. I mean, I haven't, I haven't eaten bit. any of this stuff, but I've heard this. Okay, but yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, as Cody mentioned earlier, you know, he, I don't know, you know, maybe he gets bored easily, or I don't know, but he seems to like to challenge himself with new ingredients and just see what he can come up with. I think he's just a really creative guy. Um, so that's part of the reason why he has such loyal fans. He's not sticking himself in a box saying this is all I can, this is all I want to do. He's always happy to just push the envelope um, constantly. And uh, I think the ramen roll is better for it. I mean, also, like, I, I, when I was, like, researching, I watched a video. And this guy made a video of his, like, annual recap of Ganko. And he ate 100 bowls of Ganko. 100 bowls of Ganko. In and, one year. In one year, yeah. And then I watched the video, though, and it's kind of nuts. Like... <laughs> Like yeah, he he eats like the the joking and like the murasaki and the uh, hundred like multiple times, obviously. But the the weekly gentes that he had, like he had like Shanghai crab once. He had like some really like off the wall ones where you know I was jealous. I was like, wow. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but I was jealous that I missed out. It's a uh, yeah. Um... I think people and their, uh, I guess, hobbies, they kind of take it to extremes. Mm-hmm. And um, Gonkos will definitely, a type of list that can inspire that level of uh, craziness. For sure. Yeah, I think so. You know, as I mentioned, anyone out there, if you want to check out the shop, come to Yotsuya San Chome, check out, um, I'll, I'll put the link to his blog. Um, no, 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 no. Not if you want to check out the shop. You definitely should <laughs> check out this shop. Like, this is a legend. There, There isn't... Look at, look at. This isn't like, uh, maybe I'll check it out. Like, this is one of the OG legend masters running a shop that... I don't know. It's like, if you're into ramen in Japan, it's like, this is like... Uh, one of the guys, I don't want to say, yeah, you could say he's on the Mount Rushmore of ramen masters. Like it, that's debatable, but he's, he's a legend, a legend. And most of the old school legends, once they get to this level of fame, they are not in the kitchen making ramen anymore. And he's in his mid seventies. Like he is probably only going to be doing this for a couple of more years. And that's it. So it's like you are only going to go once. That's fine. But like it's something you should see. You do it for the experience. Especially and for your audience, right? Because your audience is like got to be like into ramen to be listening to people nerd out about ramen like this. So like if you, you know, if you're a listener of this podcast and you've never been. You, you made it this far. You need, yeah, you need to go. It's, it's. Yeah, it's like what Abram said. It's like the Mount Rushmore. Not only that, like it's just an experience that you're not going to get at any other ramen shops that is like a throwback to like how hardcore ramen shops used to be back in the day. Like um, I think like a lot of people hear about the the rumors of like the old Yoshimuraya and how he would like hit his disciples with like a pot pan if he like messed up during service. Like, you're not going to see that anymore. So, like, you know, while you can, while you see uh, Ichijo-san running it, like, definitely go. You get to see the bone. You get to see um, just, like, the all these ramen nerds geeking out in line. 
Like, it's just an experience. It's like going to Disneyland for ramen nerds. It's so fun. For, of all the shops I've eaten in Tokyo, this is probably my top two or three memorable experiences. Mm. Um, I, you know, to put it in context, I've been to about, not as much as you guys, but I've been to about 1,300 shops or so. Instantly, top two or three. It was that memorable, that OG, that gangster. This is this is truly an experience. I mean, I've been to like, you know, we've all been to those mission shops. Fuck them. Don't, yeah. You know, if you if, if you come to Tokyo, by far, you need to, you know, if over there, I would brag to all my friends more about going to uh, Gonko than any mission shop I've been to. But 100 times more. This is um, 100 times more worth it. And I mean, think about it, right? Like, no one knows about this place because they've never been on, like, a tablog Top 100. They've never been, like, they're not, they're never going to be on a Michelin Guide. Um, like, this is, like, legit one of those places that's word of mouth. You're only going to know about it if someone tells you about it. Like, you're not going to see a lot of media about it. So, yeah, it's, like, one of those, like, unique places that, you know, you get to brag about if you finally get to eat a bowl there. Definitely, definitely. When I was doing my research, uh, you know, Kaiser reminded me that there's a New York Times article um, back in 2020, uh, 2010, um, talking about you know certain shops. Um, this is an article where the uh, um, the writer came to Tokyo, and uh, I think you know Brian from uh, Ramen Adventure showed him around. And uh, there's a lot of interesting shops. You know, I was looking at you know it's a ten year old article now, but um, a lot of interesting shops. But you know, I've been to almost all of them, if not all of them. But by far, by far. Gonko was the most memorable of all of them. So, I don't know. I can't, I can't put it any more forcefully than that. If you're here, if you come to Tokyo and you're a ramen fan, um, it's not going to be on, you know, he doesn't need to be in any of these publications. He doesn't need the PR because he can't handle any more than he has in line. So, he's not going to bother promoting himself. He doesn't have to. That's how that's how gangster he is. Ichijo Gonko. I mean, check it out. You'll see that Like, you know, like special stories. <laughs> like, I mean, I remember the first time sitting there, I didn't know that it was like, um, you pay first. So, like, they're like, saying, and I was like, ah, oh, hi. And like, oh, you want it now. <laughs> and I remember being like, where the hell are the chopsticks? And the chopsticks are in like this like container, like underneath the counter. That's like glued to the the top, the bottom of the counter. And it's like what like, you know, like kids store like, like pens and stuff. And then you like pull the thing out and then you realize like, that's where all the chopsticks are. And for whatever reason, he has like so many spices that no one puts or uses. Like the pepper uh, shaker, the gamba, like pepper, like the ones that like everyone has at ramen shops. Like, it was so old and crusted. Like, it didn't look like anyone touched that in years. And it's just, like, sitting there on the counter as if anyone's going to, like, you know, mess with his ramen that they prepared for him. There you go. There you go. So don't touch the spice rack. Just uh, stick to the ramen and you'll be good. So, uh, yeah, I think any last thoughts on Gonko? Uh, let's go around the horn. Uh, Cody. Besides just you have to go there and just experience this, like, unforgettable, incredibly unique both bowl and experience um yeah you got to do it right away because the guy is old and i have no idea when he's going to retire abram any last thoughts from your side 
Yeah, same thing. Like, if if you're gonna take take away two things from this podcast, go to Ganko once, legendary old master, and go to Fukumen Tomo on Halloween to see these dudes make ramen in these <laughs> lucha libre masks. <laughs> it's buck wild. <laughs> That's it. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, um, Abram, any where can people find you? Um, no ramen here. Instagram. I don't post any ramen there. So fuck ramen. And <laughs> no, but in uh, in ramen news, Substack, Ramen Beast newsletter. We're pumping out info on the weekly now. As long as there's a demand for it, we are gonna feed the people, baby. So feed no, the beast. Yeah. That's what's up. All right. Cody, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm I'm Ramen Guy Japan on all platforms. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm on everything. So you can find me at Ramen Guy Japan. Cool. Tick, uh, you can check out Cody's new uh, TikTok dances, ramen dances. So uh, you should follow him on all those platforms. As for myself, I'm Edwin, a.k.a. The Ramen Schmo. Make sure to download, listen, leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And tell your ramen eating friends about ramen. So thank you very much for listening and uh, catch you guys next time. <laughs>